Welcome to the Color of Influence podcast, where you will hear conversations from influential people of color from around the world, from social media, and right here in your communities. These behind the scenes conversations will motivate you, inspire you, and encourage you. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. Today's guest is Zav Hanfield. He is a nationally recognized speaker, a plant-based consultant, and an influencer. His mission is to use his gift and his voice to inspire and evoke change in the world. In 2017, he created the Plant-Based Brother, which helps people transition to a plant-based lifestyle and exposes inner city communities to healthier foods. I had the pleasure of meeting Zav at a book signing for the Plant-Based Brother, and we connected, hung out, went to some vegan events, and it has been a pleasure watching his brand grow on Instagram. So without further ado, let's meet today's guest, Zav Hanfield. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are here with Zav, who AKA is the plant-based brother. And I met him a couple of years ago at a book signing for Fit Men Cook. Mm-hmm. And we immediately started talking with some other people and clicked. And um, we are obviously both in the Houston area. Don't get to see each other much because of COVID. Um, <laughs> but now the world is open. So hopefully we can open, you know, open. Meet up, yeah, meet up at some more events. But why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and we'll get right into our conversation. Yo, what's good, y'all? My name is Zav, better known as the plant-based brother. I am originally from the greatest place on earth, Miami, Florida. Been in Houston for about 10 years. I like to say that I started my plant-based journey um, in the year 2000 when I was around 12 years old because that's when I intentionally gave up meat, um, but I still did dairy and fish from time to time and eggs, dairy, eggs, and fish from time to time. Uh, 2015, I made a decision to go fully like no animal byproducts. And in 2017, I decided to become the plant-based brother for y'all. I was already the plant-based brother, but for y'all and for everybody else. Um, and that journey has been, it's been pretty crazy. It's been crazy. It's been good. It's been explorative. Um, and I'm just so honored to be on your podcast today. Awesome. So why don't you tell us, you know, from 12 years old, like what made you just decide I'm just not eating any meat? Yeah, no, that's such a great question. Um, I've always been the type of, of young person that marched to beat of my own drum. I feel like I'm that way as an adult too. Yeah. And so I remember there was a documentary at my church and it was this person just doing this presentation and they were talking about the they were talking about like milk and what was in milk, pus and blood and this, that, and the third, and just what they do to the animals. And I, you know, as a 12 year old, you're like, wait, what? And so I went home and I I think I ate some turkey that day, turkey or chicken. But then shortly thereafter, I decided to give up um, just meat. I only decided to do fish and I was doing dairy at that time. But yeah, I saw a documentary. It, It impacted me in such a way. I went home, I was like, yo, mommy, I want to, yeah, I call my mom, mom, mommy. Yeah, still to this day. <laughs> I was like, yo, mommy, I want to go. Um, I think it was vegetarian at the time. And she was like, cool. But it, it had been in my family and I knew other vegetarians. So it wasn't a foreign concept. Yeah. So going from that to starting your social media. So were you like 
most people who you had your personal page and then you kind of found that you were posting a lot of stuff about, you know, being a vegan or vegetarian and you just kind of transitioned into the different page? Yeah, no. So I, 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 I'm a, you know, college, I got on social media and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And with Instagram, what happened was everyone started reaching out to me about um, the documentary, What the Health. They were like, oh my gosh, I saw What the Health. It really transformed me and I would like to do no meat. And that's what people kind of like knew me for. So mm-hmm. I was like the automatic person that a lot of people reached out to. Because I used to post my recipes on like social media and whatnot. And when so many people kept reaching out to me, I was like, yo, I need to probably, I need to probably start a separate social media page um, just for that. And I mean, it went through so many changes. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go around to different places. I I do like to travel. I like to go around to different places and just show you what you can eat as a plant-based, vegetarian, vegan, flexitarian, whatever label that you want to put on yourself. Um, And then I would got certified um, from Cornell University's online school, eCornell, in plant-based nutrition. So I was like, okay, I want to be a consultant. But then I'm also a mentor, like, in my in my personal life. So I'm like, I want to be a coach. So it just went through different changes. It's like, okay, I'm a food blogger. I'm a speaker. I'm a coach. I'm a consultant. So now I just, I, I, I kind of um, focus on creating content that make, make being plant-based cool. Just yeah. making plant based cool and accessible and easy to um, individuals. Okay, so food blogging. I feel like everybody thinks they're a food blogger. Oh, for um, sure. Just Absolutely. Taking, everybody has to take a picture of what they're eating <laughs> and have this like profound, you know, caption. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you transition? to doing like more of the food blogging? Like, was it more vlogging like online or did you have a page where you were writing about different places you went? That was that, you know, looking back, I've I've always said I'm a food vlogger simply because like I'm a talker, I'm a speaker by trade. So I would absolutely rather say like, Hey, all you know, I'm color influence. Da 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 da. We about to cook up some 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 meals, or you know, yeah. wherever I'm at, I'm at this restaurant and use my mouthpiece instead of like writing it out in yeah. this long arduous caption. So I'm yeah, definitely vlogging. I thought about doing the blog thing, and I still might. I, 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 it's not out of the scope as of yet, but um, definitely vlogging using my mouthpiece and just saying like, hey, y'all, y'all need to come here. This food was nasty. This food was great. Um, and, and making people aware that way. Yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, I had a blog. It was, I remember I used to read it. Yeah, it was personal. So it was easy for me to write it, but I couldn't imagine like writing something that was just not off the dome, like where I had, you know, use good sentences or whatever and (laughs) captivate people into going somewhere. Um, which is how, you know, I even started podcasting to begin with, because it was just the same thing. People asking me questions about stuff or they want follow up to like stuff that I was saying or yes. they kind of, you know, related to what I was saying. So I'm like, it's so much easier for me to just talk this out than yeah. write all the responses. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's kind of kind of where I was. Um, so. How did you grow your page? Because over time, me watching 
you know, your content totally change. Um, and just, you know, your followers growing and growing and growing. How did that happen? Oh, wow. Um, so a couple years ago, there was this guy, he's like an art guy and a tech guy. Um, and I don't think I've ever shared this, this, I don't think I ever shared on the podcast, but um, so there was this guy, I remember I had like 1900 followers um, and there's this guy and he would, he would help you get more followers or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these days people like really be buying followers or whatnot, yeah. like be buying followers, but this wasn't like buying followers where you have like um, a million followers and three likes. It's like, <laughs> those are people that bought followers, like, no, no, no. This was to help influencers with their engagement. So okay. I worked with this company for like two months um, and whatever system and program that they use, they actually engage and they follow people and people follow you back. Um, and I think I went from like in two months from like 1900 followers, to like 5,000. Oh, okay. And that was, yeah, yeah. That was like in 2000 and either 18 or 2019. Um, and then I just kept growing. Um, very slowly but surely growing, but then you just create content that people actually care about. Yeah. Um, because not for nothing, I just hit 10,000 followers on um on Instagram. Yeah. But the crazy thing about it is I was at like nine thousand for like I felt like a year or two. I was just like, bro, why is it not moving? Why is it no growth? And then I do a couple Instagram reels, get out of my own head. You know, we definitely got to talk about that. Getting out your own head, imposter yeah. syndrome, um, and, and just all those things that you're like, oh, no, um, Aisha has better content than I do. I'm, I'm not going to post anything. And so yeah. once I did that, I started doing strategic collaborations and connecting with other like-minded individuals. They're like, yo, bro, you dope. I was like, you dope too. And, and that's the thing. Like, even if you don't have a million followers, if you connect with someone, let's say someone has a similar page as you, they're doing similar thing, or you just like what it is that they do, say something, support, share yeah. their, their stuff. And that's what people were doing with me. So the more eyes, the more like, okay, this dude is. Like, he's black. People say it to me all the time. Like, yo, you black, you're young, and you're plant-based. I don't see that all the time. Yeah. And, and, and in my mind, I'm just like, I see it all the time, right? But I'm not in other people's shoes. So I, I take a step back, and I'm like, okay. Okay, I got what I'm doing matters. What I'm doing is important. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's kind of like that low key is a motivation because I want to be one of those um, safe spaces, if you will. Like, yo, this is another black man. He ain't going to leave me wrong. I'm yeah. not trying to have you be unhealthy or nothing like that. It's just it's all plant based and all good. So, yeah. So thinking back on like when you kind of started to change your content, um, what was your focus? So at the beginning, what were you doing? And then kind of what did you flip? So I was, so I've always been about value, whether I had five followers or 5,000 followers value. So that has actually not changed. Um, I used to do a lot of videos like, okay, people need videos and they, they need to, and this, the Instagram algorithm actually was a lot different back then from when yeah. we first got on it, it, it's, it's better. You can do more things. So I was creating videos and I was just like, value, value, value. You know, when someone comes to my page, I want them to leave with something. So I, I started off, excuse me, just posting different restaurants I was at. Mm -hmm. Then I moved on to videos. And then I moved on to like just strategic collaborations, whether it was um, with a really popular videographer 
or a really popular influencer. I remember during COVID, I mean, we're still in COVID, but at the beginning of the pandemic, mm -hmm. we did the Don't Rush video that everybody, you know, loved and everybody was doing it. And I, it's one thing about me, I love curating spaces. I love curating just vibes. And so I was like, yo, I'm gonna get some of the people that I think are dope and we're gonna do a Don't Rush challenge. And it was cool, we got it together. And I think we had the best one. I ain't even gonna hold you, but uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, I think we had the best one. But it was during that, again, more people, more eyes. And I was like, yeah. you know, I actually like this. I like collaboration because one of my favorite African proverbs says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with other people. So that's definitely been my MO as far as um, collaborating with other people and just growing my page. And just, again, going back to that V word, having value. Yeah. So anytime throughout this journey, were you ever sponsored by anybody to make posts? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, Issa Rae said something really, really powerful. And she she said that she said two things that are powerful that I kind of like think about. You, you know, Issa Rae, insecure, yeah, of black girl. love yes. Issa Rae. And the first thing is she said some, so many times we're so focused on reaching the the Chris Pauls and the Lizzo's and the Tabitha Browns when we need to be reaching out to the Aisha's and the Zobs and the, the, the other people that kind of like are on our level. So yeah. that's something that I'm really big on. And the second thing is so many times we, and I'm going to get back to your question. So many times no, we are in the spaces where we're just so thankful to get like, you know, five little dollars. Whereas we have counterparts, whether they may be women or, um, you know, people not of color that are getting to the bag. And yes. we just so thankful for our little $5 sponsor. So um, I have been sponsored and it is, it's definitely been a, been a blessing. But in this season, in, in 2022, the year of our Lord, I'm advocating for myself. I'm not, I'm not, it's not like I'm not going to do things for free, but yeah. so many times people want to take advantage of you. So I have been sponsored. Those, those checks have been good. I remember like one of my first sponsorships, was the Vegandale Festival. So it came to Houston okay. and they're like, yo, we want you there. We'll give you two, we'll give you two tickets. Um, I need you to post and then we'll pay you for, uh, I think it was like $25 or something like that. I don't know. What a big <laughs> Um No, it's like $25 per post. And I was just like, I'm posting for free now. I will absolutely take your $25. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that was like my first sponsorship. And then, you know, people started sending me stuff. I love that. I love when people are like, hey, we would love for you to, um, we'd love to send you some stuff. And of course, I don't accept everything because if I'm like, uh, I don't really vibe with this or this doesn't align with what I'm doing or I'm, I'm really not interested in trying this, I respectfully, respectfully decline. But yeah, being sponsored and getting sick, promotional stuff and, and food is always, is always all of the vibes. So out of all the things that you received, what do you think was like your favorite where you're just like, oh yeah, this is it. This is going to be a steady, you know, steady thing in my pantry or my, you know, my meals. Ooh, that's good. Oh, that's, that's real good. Um, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Um, so there's this company that I absolutely love. They're a streetwear company called Diop. Um, and that is actually one of the favorite, they, they're like, yo, we don't see, again, we don't see many brothers in the space of like the vegan plant-based world. Yeah. Um, we would love to, we'd love to send you some stuff. But the funny thing about it is I knew about them before they reached out to me because I had like some headbands and I had some other of their merchandise. Mm -hmm. And I told them that, 
And the funny story is kind of serendipitous where they looked in like their, their sales. They're like, yo, besides our friends and our family, you would want to be first people to buy from us. I was like, are you serious? Like when they told me that, I was just like, man. And so honestly, I have like headbands and shirts and shorts and, and like hoodies and they're working on aprons. Like that is absolutely my favorite. Like I legit was just thinking a couple of days ago, I can't wait till I get my DI paper because it's all Ankara African print and I, I'm, I'm, I'm big on like all black everything, the motherland, yeah. the diaspora. So that actually, that's, that's my curveball. That actually is my favorite. That's cool though. So you want to know, um, I remember when you were posting about, um, don't, don't do it to me. Juice what? land. No, it's not juice land, but I do remember that. Yeah. So what's the, um, imperfect foods, right? Isn't that? Yes, 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 yes. So I was like telling people about it because you posted it. Like I had never Are you serious? heard. Yeah. I had never heard of it. Um, <laughs> So just so you know, like you. You know, people are paying attention. I think I probably liked it, but I'm not a commenter, which I need to get better at. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, that's such a good idea. And like you would be cooking, you know, the stuff that you had in your boxes. And yes. So I don't know if they sponsored you, but. I yeah, it, it was so funny. Like the, the, the Texas rep actually knew my cousin and they knew each other very well. And we just somehow got connected. Divine God connected us and uh, divine appointment and intervention. And I, yeah, they, they sent me a couple boxes and because I like you, I never heard of them. I was like, what is imperfect? Yeah. And I, I love the business model because I, you know, this is me stepping on my soapbox, which I hope you would oblige. Um, and I just hate that in our country, we throw away. We are so wasteful. Yeah. You go, you go to restaurants. I've seen it before. You go to grocery stores and they're literally throwing out food on a daily basis when we have a hunger problem in our country. Yeah. And people like there are working people that cannot eat. And, and so I, I just I hate how rich we are in, the, in our country. So I love that there was a company that decided to not be incredibly wasteful. So, yeah, I know. And I like the concept of it, too, um, because I was just like, oh, yeah. Like you think about it. I mean, now I honestly, I subconsciously tell myself, don't be that picky. Like when I'm <laughs> before, seriously, because you know, you look at your mm -hmm. produce and you're like, mm, I'm not getting yep. that. Um, and I went to where was I just at? HEB that's not um, near my house. And they have like an end cap where it's all the older produce that's like about to be uh -huh. um, so bad. For cheaper, right? Like, yeah, it's like a whole bag of just different stuff for like a dollar. Um, it was like onions, peppers, zucchini, but they just put it in like all together. Yeah. And it's a dollar. Um, that's so smart and that's so needed, just depending on what community community that you're in. That is it's people can afford that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I was saying. I was like, oh, that's such a good idea, especially like you think about it. I know for me, like, I don't get a whole bunch of produce, maybe just fruit, but like vegetables and stuff, I kind of tend to do more of like two days worth of stuff so it doesn't go bad. So if I go and I go to the dollar thing, I can make my whole meal. Make it. It's exactly. not going to go bad because I'm about to use it. So exactly. it's a smart concept. 
all the way around. Listen, we should have come up with that business model. Dang. I know. And when I thought about it, that's what I'm saying. I was like, <laughs> man, I could have went to the grocery store and been like, where's all your stuff that's about to be like mm-hmm. bad? I'll buy mm-hmm. it from you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was a good, you know, good promos that you were doing because I was like, oh, yeah, that's so smart. Yeah. Um, dope. I love that company. Yeah. So talk to me about like planning events because I don't know if it's still there, but you had your face <laughs> at a restaurant after you had done an event there, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, how did that even come about? So I don't know if you just saw me. I was wiping my fake tear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because that honestly, so that was green vegetarian cuisine and they actually are no longer in Houston because of the pandemic. Many restaurants, um, including them, um, were had to close down. Yeah. And so, um, what happened was, I don't, I don't remember the, the inception. I, I think that they had a marketing manager at the time. He was amazing. Like when I say he was thorough, amazing. And just, we talked for hours at the planning event. So he reached out. He's like, yo, I see, I like your content because of course, when I go there, I'm tagging them. They're seeing it. Yeah. And he was just like, yo, would you be interested in doing an event? And, um, and the, the event setup was dope because we'll pay, you know, the tickets would be $35, so to speak. And let's say I'll get, you know, they'll get 25, I'll get 10. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people come, uh, it's just a great way to, to make money. And as a, as an entrepreneur, I, I am an entrepreneur as well. I mean, I do a lot of things, speak entrepreneur, um, educator, but that was important for me, just making sure that it was mutually beneficial. Um, yeah. so he reached out, they reached out to me, thank God. And, uh, you know, this isn't a braggadocious type of situation, but a lot of entities, companies, organizations, what have you, people have reached out to me because they maybe like my personality or like how I post something or like how I said something. And I, 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 that is a blessing to me. And I'm always humbled by it. So they reached out to me and they're like, yo, would you like to do an event? I was like, absolutely. And from that, I, I got the chance to do it maybe like three or four times. Mm-hmm. I've gone to San Antonio, did a sold out one. Um, I've done like two or three in Houston. And so I think the second one, a, a guy, his name is Merlin. Uh, wow, passion on Instagram. What up, Merlin? Um, so he actually is an artist that worked at green vegetarian cuisine and he, he essentially created it. And I, for the second one, I feel like it had to be for like the second one and it just stayed up there. I thought they were going to, yeah. I thought they were going to erase it, but it <laughs> stayed up there. And I was like, yo, so it would be the dopest thing when I have family come into town and I'm like, Hey y'all, that's me. Like, let's take a picture or people <laughs> tag me on Instagram or they'll be like, yo, I was at green today and I saw you. So I mean, I'm still humbled um, and so honored every time I think about that. But yeah, they reached out to me. They're like, yo, would you like to do an event or we should do an event together? And I think we came up with that that concept. Um, and I, I really want to get back into curating more event spaces, um, you know, something more luxurious and something more like regular degular. So um, thank you for thank you for allowing me to remember that so that I can <laughs> actually get up off my behind and, and put something into motion. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think that when the fact that you could do that in more than one city says a lot about your reach, too, Um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, this is where you're from, not Mm -hmm. from, but this is where you live. Mm -hmm. But you can go to a neighboring city and sell out an event the same way you would do in Houston. In Houston. That's wild. Yeah, that's a good thing. 
Um, but you mentioned, you know, people reach out to you because they like how you presented something or how you said something. And then earlier you were talking about how we kind of doubt ourselves. So talk to me a little bit about that, because I definitely have been in a situation like when I first started trying to be like other people that I follow who have been doing this for like five, six years. And, you know, now they have, you know, tens and thousands of followers. So I'm copying them, but not being myself. And I feel like it came across as I wasn't being myself Um, (laughs) (laughs) because the needle was not moving. Um, So talk to me about that, because I think that that is a big thing, especially on social media, where we create what we think people want to see, as opposed to just people finding the authentic you. I think that there's this there's this meme I recently saw on Instagram and it said, you know, social media is designed to make us like, oh, I want to be like this. I want to travel to this place. I would like to eat this thing. I'm sure you have like tons of saved recipes on your Instagram because I know I do. Let's just be real. And so I think that in finding your authentic voice, um, it comes with sitting down and figuring out what you actually want to do. But the other side of that, it actually includes people. And this is what I mean. If people are always reaching out to Aisha about one thing, like, yo, can you please show you? Can you please show us you feeding your baby vegan food? Mm-hmm. Why would you focus on um, doing reels of you making charcuterie boards? Yeah. People <laughs> don't want to see that. People don't want to yeah. see charcuterie boards, but people who follow you want to see that. So it, it's it's like keep your eye on the prize, right? The prize is whatever your end goal is. Um, yeah. whoever, whoever is watching this, whatever your end goal is, but also just kind of like right now, like what do you want to do? Like, what is your authentic voice? And if we're being honest, we don't know what our authentic voice is some of the time. Yeah. I, I, I've been in situations where I had to remind myself like, yo, when you go down the cereal aisle, you got the affordable cereal, cereal. I don't eat cereal, but um, you got the affordable cereal. You have the um, expensive cereal. You have the off name brand. You have the ones that are tried and true, like Cheerios has been around for a million years. So if you are focused on like, yo, Cheers has been around, I'm not going to create something more affordable. It's just like your tribe will find you. Mm-hmm. Your, your tribe will find you. And I believe that. So I, I want to I want to definitely say that that was a journey for me, figuring out, okay, like who who am I? I'm, I'm even another secret. I don't know if I shared this either. Damn, you get all my secrets? Like, <laughs> I, I was not, I was not expecting this, but I love the analytics of, of Instagram, how they show you the analytics. Um, and I was recently having a conversation with someone and not for nothing, 60 to 70% of my viewers are women. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I literally said recently, I am not pater, pandering or catering to dudes. Like dudes ain't checking for me like that. I mean, some are, some are, right? And and like, yo, what up, brother? I appreciate you. Like, you're the real one <laughs> for the dudes that are checking. But for the most part, it's women engaging, liking, sharing with their man, sharing with their boyfriend. Yeah. Um, like, yo, man, check out the plant-based brother. He, he, he's a young black man who's doing X, Y, and Z. So that's what they're doing. And so I want to, I want people to be mindful of 
of just of just all those factors, making sure that you are giving your target audience and, and your followers what they like, one, two, just keep your eye on the prize, and three, just making sure that you are are creative and realize like, yo, there's somebody absolutely in the world that does exactly what it is that you do, but they're not going to do it like you. Yeah. There's somebody out there who is plant-based with locks, right? But they're not the plant-based brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so that's what I have to always remind myself. Yeah. And it's funny that you talked about the analytics because I am in like this master class for podcasting. I love and it. And we talk about uh, like one of your first assignments is you kind of write a description of your ideal person. Like, who are you talking to? Mm -hmm. So I wrote up all my stuff. And then once I learned about the analytics on Instagram, I'm like, oh, she's nowhere in here. Like, it's pretty even between men and women between 34 and 44. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was not necessarily who I was initially Mm -hmm. talking to. Mm -hmm. Um, So... When like my numbers kind of went up, I had to go back and look at what I was posting at that time. So I'm like, oh, okay. So y'all really do want to see me more. Like (laughs) I'm sitting here waiting, you know, posting my guests Uh and like lead ups to my guests. But people actually like when I talk about my guests as opposed to like putting up a picture of them and having a caption or like, you know, I'm voiceovering over, you know, pictures of them scrolling through. They want to see me say like, hey, this week I'll be talking to whatever, whatever. So it was interesting. Um, But I think that that is one of the things that is work for people. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, I have this like one track mind that this is what I want to post. This is what I want to do. And then when they look at their, if they ever look at their analytics. Right. Yeah. yeah, Because some people don't. Um, But it's like, all of a sudden, you know, my views went down, my likes went down, you know, my engagement went down. And then it's, you know, you have to look at what you're doing. Like you can't always blame everything on Instagram. Yeah. Um, is some of it a part of Instagram? Yeah. But I think that, um, you know, you have to kind of think about that because I know like for me, (laughs) I just like doing videos for fun. Like like, a sound that comes up and I'm like, oh, I'm about to make a reel about that. It's not (laughs) really for engagement. It's for myself. So, you know, when only, you know, 60 people see it, I'm like, I don't care. Like that was Right. And that, that and that's wasn't cool. the intent of that post. I love that. I love that. And, and you know, the, the greats, the, the media greats, Gary Vee, Eric Thomas, whomever, just they say, like, you have to be OK with, you know, we think we're supposed to have 100,000 followers overnight. Yeah. You consistently, <laughs> put out, consistently put out good content and good work, offering value to people. Like, what is your value proposition? Yeah. So I love that you're creating videos. You may get six views, 600 views or 6,000 views or 60,000 yeah. views. Um, but just keep going, keep pushing. Yeah. And I mean, like for me, like one of the things, this is from somebody like years ago talked about um, when you get paid and um, when you get paid on Instagram and you're asking for um, money to do posts, you look at the number of followers that you have Mm -hmm. and then the views that you have. And 
if your views are more than 10% of your followers, mm -hmm. then that's a good thing. 10%. So if you have, if you have 10,000 followers, then if your views are over a thousand, yeah. that's good. Right. So mm -hmm. like I'm small fry. <laughs> so I'm at like 600, which actually it has grown since December. Um, oh, that's dope. Kind of put it in some some purposeful things yes. through social media. I've mm -hmm. gained like 200 and something followers since December. Yeah, so, that's um, good. Yeah, it's it's coming along. I'm okay with it. But my thing, like when I was at 500 followers, you know, really, I didn't need that many views. So anything that I got, I was like, oh yeah, I'm winning. I'm winning. Like, yep. If yep. anybody ever asked me anything and I have like 500 <laughs> views, I'm a hundred percent right there. Like mm -hmm. you can't mm -hmm. sit here and ask, you know, try to pay me nothing. Right. And a hundred percent of my followers and, you know, are looking at my videos, yeah. even though half of them are not my followers, but still. Right, right, right. That's not the point that you, know, yeah. you get eyes on it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of how I look at things mm -hmm. where it's like you can't because the video that I saw was talking about how there are people who, like me, have under 10,000 followers who make money. Because can I just, can I just say something? There are people out there that are millionaires and billionaires and making crazy bank and they have less followers than your favorite people. Yeah. Some of our favorite people, some of our favorite people are not getting those checks like they should, right? Because yeah. you have all those followers. How do you turn that into something that is beneficial and you're making Instagram work for you, right? But don't, don't, y'all don't get it twisted. The, those, the numbers, I, when I had 10,000 followers, I was like, yes, something funny that I was like mad about, like fake mad, of course. Something funny that I was mad about was the fact that the, uh, the allure of having 10,000 followers or like the benefit was like, you get the swipe up. And yeah. now they took away the swipe up and everybody can put uh, and, link. Uh, a link in yeah. I was like, I, I, I hopped on, I got 10,000 followers you know, a year too late, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's all vanity metrics, uh, but they matter and they're important in the grand scheme of things and negotiations, but definitely know y'all, there are people that are getting to the bag figuratively and, and, and every other way um, with 300 followers. Yeah. 300 followers. Yep. And one of the things that the guy talked about was the fact that it shows companies that your followers are loyal followers like they're yes. going to constantly be engaged with you yes. and whereas like you said you have somebody that has 40,000 followers and 20 views and, on their right video. and engagement be low it's like bro you bought your followers man. yeah and it's like no one is even looking at it forget about mm -hmm. you know liking it um and so that tells businesses that you haven't built trust with your followers Wow, that's good. Because, that's good. you know, no one's coming to look at your content, whether it shows up on their feed or not. Because there's people that, like, I don't have notifications on, but I'm like, oh, I haven't seen anything from this person mm -hmm. in a while. And then I'll go to their page and, like, look You'll up. You'll see all you know? of the, yeah. Yeah, like, I'd have missed months of your content. But, mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's very interesting. To say the to, least, yeah. To, to see how everything kind of unfolds with, 
social media. So you just, you know, you have to be able to connect to people who don't know you. Um, And like you said, that includes like engaging with people who are similar to you, not don't look at them as competition. Mm -hmm. Their audience is your audience. Mm-hmm. So some of them may come over to your page if you're commenting on somebody that's similar to you, and you know I see them and I'm like, oh, right. what who's brother? Exactly. Go to his page. That happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the whole point. And um, you know, one of the biggest things that I got from this masterclass is to be social on social media. You have to treat it like you are at a party. Tell me more. I like that. I like that. Tell me more. So she says, if you're at a party and I come, you go to the party with a friend, right? Mm -hmm. You don't know anybody else, but you know your friend. Right, right, right. So you and your friend are talking and then somebody else that your friend knows comes over to the conversation. So are you going to just stand there and not say anything? Or are you going to now comment after this person says something like that a lot so that's what you do on social media you go to somebody you follow's page you comment under that person's Uh post but then you're going to read other people's comments like oh you know what girl that makes so much sense i agree (laughs) you know i agree or actually that's not true because you know honey is not vegan vegan or, or, or something happened. like you said right 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 right, right. interacting yeah. with these posts as opposed to just clicking like leaving your little comment and then going then going right so she said doing that is like you coming up to a group of people who are talking and being like i don't know what y'all are talking about it sounds cool see you later and then you walk away mm. like you don't do that in real life in real life no that's a great no. so that you have to be social on social Social media media. right you engage with people you know i pick my battles because i'm the type that like i don't like going back and forth with people so i don't comment not on social media oh my gosh no i don't comment on controversial things i try to keep it light and like you know love and light yeah there are certain things where i'm just like inside i don't agree so i would be the person at the party who hears people talking about politics like oh I'm gonna step back from that conversation. So um there's just certain stuff that I don't engage with people. I just feel yeah. like, you know, when people have their minds made up about certain things, you really can't change it. Yeah. It's exactly. ingrained. So um, but yeah, so that is legitimately how I'm gaining followers because okay. I'm intentionally being social. Mm-hmm. on social media um so out of the platforms that you are on which one do you think you have the most engagement uh i'll do most and least uh most least and the one i wish i had most engagement in on uh, the most is instagram least is like youtube because i'm not consistent with youtube yeah. and, and it literally is the act of like just taking a video and put it in on YouTube. <laughs> um, super simple. I have pretty good engagement on Facebook, and I'm able to um, post different things on Facebook that sometimes yeah. I'm not able to post on on Instagram. Um, and the one I wish I had more engagement on, on is TikTok. And I haven't quite hit that TikTok algorithm, you know what I mean? But I know that's 
that's where it is. That's where that's where every yeah. that's where everybody is. I, I, I love I love that reels is kind of like their own thing because. But I don't know if you remember when reels first got there. Everybody was transporting from TikTok to to Instagram. They're not doing that as much these days. But but yeah 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 yeah. I am I am an Instagrammer for sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Instagram is what I've like kind of. Um, use the most and so i just automatically post the most there right right. but i'm trying to get better with twitter um because everybody's on twitter everybody everything is yes so twitter is like more of the information right like people go to twitter for information i'm not even gonna lie when all that stuff happened yesterday at the oscars i was on twitter oh, you, you, was, you was trying to see what black twitter was talking about i was oh, on twitter yeah. Yeah. anytime something happens i don't even look on the news or not i go to twitter i type yeah. it in and i want to see what is happening in real time yep um so i'm trying to get better with post- posting on twitter engaging with people on twitter um it is working slowly because of my slow interactions with people um and then i do want to get better with tiktok but i just in reading this article Uh uh-oh i'm nervous no 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 not for you tiktok is oversaturated with podcasts Mm. so i don't wait no twitter is over Saturated podcast. Mm, I can see that. And TikTok is not. I knew it was backwards because I was uh-huh. like, I started on Tik. I mean, Twitter because I was like, I feel like I need to go to Twitter. And mm-hmm. then an article came up and was like, Where do podcasters need to migrate? And it was saying like, Twitter's oversaturated. Go to TikTok. Um, Instagram is hard to like keep engagement because your your stuff is audio. So. Yeah. If you don't have a visual component exactly. to your podcast, it's hard to engage with people on Instagram. And then mm-hmm. Facebook is kind of like the population of Facebook is hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were saying that on TikTok, you can build communities on TikTok. Really? So huh. You can kind of be in a podcast community. Yeah. Um, I see that. Or, you know, a plant based community. Oh, for um, sure. And, you know, a lot of it is by hashtag. Um, So I was like, okay, I have to do better. I mean, I feel like Instagram is easy because they give you the little icon when this audio is starting to trend. Uh So, you know, oh, I'm about to use that one. Yep. I got to do too much research to figure out what I want to do, what I want to use. Like Uh hashtag is too much thinking. A lot. It's a lot. I know. And I know people who have gotten on t- TikTok and, and like they just blew up and it's like, yo, what are they is. doing that I'm not doing? Yes. yes. So I'm like, how do you have so many people viewing yourself? This sounds, this is going to sound hilarious. So when TikTok switched from musically to TikTok, mm-hmm. all of my like younger cousins were on there. So they're like in their teens. But my mom used to keep them like for the summer, like some of my like younger cousins. Yeah. And she created Musical.ly, which then turned into TikTok so that she could see what they were doing. Right. All of a sudden, 
one summer. Don't I'm do not it even me. kidding. My mom went viral on TikTok. What? I'm not even kidding. No! She has several videos that have like a million views. She hasn't done it in a while just because she doesn't feel like, you know, doing it. But when she was first on there, they like invited her to like this TikTok thing in New York. And like she was the business. She was like, and it was, she would be like, when I do the simple ones, I get all these views. But when I'm working hard, setting stuff up, nobody's like that. Yeah. Always like that. Yes. So. She was like, I feel like I need to get back on TikTok. I'm like, go for yeah. it. Yeah, and feature and be feature uh feature you and the baby, just anything that would more eyes, that's more yeah, eyes. Yeah, it was just so funny. She's like, when I got on TikTok, here's the where I was going with this. She's like, I'm gonna tell people to go follow you, all of my followers. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna tell uh, people uh, to go, to go like your videos. And I was like, really? Oh <laughs> Mama is the plug. You hear me? Yeah. That was just hilarious to me. <laughs> but um, yeah. So now in 2022, mm-hmm. big things are happening, I feel like, for so many people. Yeah. Where are we going? Where where is the plant-based brother going? I, I love that question. Um, yeah, creating more content. I, I love reels. I like I get excited when. I, I do a dope reel and I just I love that. Um, because you know, there were there was a time, I don't remember how long it was, but it was it maybe ended a couple months ago. Um, and it probably started like last summer. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where I was just like, I did not want to be creative, I didn't want to do anything of the sort um when it comes to just plant-based brother. Like I posted here and there, but I, I didn't. I felt like my creative edge was, mm, it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't there, and I think that it is okay to, because sometimes we feel like we have to keep up with the demands of mm-hmm. like, oh, I have to post every day, and that honestly, that honestly is what kept me off TikTok for a long time, and I had to free myself. I literally had to free myself from that. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, creating great content. I'm back in the group. I love doing that. Um, I want to, you know, from our conversation earlier, I want to do more events. Um, I have a couple of things in mind. I'm not speaking on just yet. Cause I don't, cause if it happens next year, I'm like, okay, cool. At least yeah. no one's looking forward to it, but I have, I want to curate some more. I want to definitely curate some more events. Um, and then speaking, speaking on panels, speaking at conferences, speaking at HBCUs. I'm a huge yeah. HBCU advocate and grad and, you know, they have, um, Fried chicken, fried, fried, you know, fried fish Fridays and chicken wing Wednesdays. And I would love to talk about like, yo, you know, go green Mondays or, you know, I mean, veggie taco Tuesdays or something like that. Um, So definitely want to work on on those um, partnerships with our HBCUs and just helping the next generation eat better, do better. Um, And yeah, creating more, creating more stuff and more collaborations, more, more paid collaborations in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely need some more page collaborations because um, daddy, daddy likes to, I got to put my pay, you know, I mean, pay the bills for my lights every month. <laughs> so I'm um, just saying, but nah, uh, but yeah, that's 2022. I- I'm excited for this year. This year is, I, I-, I had a Instagram reel that hit 116,000 views yeah. and counting. 
I was just like, wait, this was, I'll be lying. <laughs> Let me take a step back. I'll be lying if I didn't say every time I made a reel, oh, this is going to be the one to hit 10,000 followers. When I first hit 10,000 10, views, I was like, yo, this is lit. Yeah. But when I, and then I hit 79 views on one, I was like, oh, this is lit too. But when I hit 116 views, I was just like, whoa, like this, 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 this feels good. So I feel like the one I posted today, I'll follow at the point based brother. Um, I feel like this one is going to be like the best one. This one's, this one's going to be good. This one's going to be good. I made a, um, a everything but bagel sandwich, but it was so delectable, so delicious. Um, and I feel like everybody needs to make it. And, um, and so, yeah, I feel like this one is going to be just do crazy numbers. But um, yeah, just hitting these crazy numbers. It's just all my own personal goals. And it's really dope in real time to be uh, reaching these goals and seeing these goals. So yeah, 2022, I'm claiming this is going to be the greatest year to date um, for, for plant-based brother. Yeah. I will say that um, you're, when you make things, I don't know what it is about the videos, but it is very engaging. Because um, there's mm-hmm. been times when like I've scrolled and I've come up, you know, across one of your videos um, and I'm like, oh, that looks so good. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't eat tofu, but you made uh-huh. like something with tofu one time. And I uh-huh. was like, OK, I got to figure out how to make tofu not from soy. Uh-huh. Um, so so I, have, they, have you heard of pumpu? Yeah, with the pumpkin seeds. Yeah, it's so good. It's yeah. So good. But you can also make it with chickpeas. Mm. it's like a whole recipe that incorporates like chickpeas and some other stuff and um you kind of create like a mold and you put it in the refrigerator for it to like stiffen yes like a whole thing but anyway i looked that up because you made something with tofu and i was like okay i don't eat soy but that looks so good so i gotta figure out how to get an alternative to this tofu um what I was going to say to you was, I would like to see you partner with District Market. Do you know who that is? Tell me, tell me more. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. District so, Market. Okay. So the guy was on, I actually emailed him to be on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, but he hasn't responded yet. So <laughs> It's on the way. It's on the way. Yeah, I'm claiming it. So his name is Robert Thomas. Okay. Is he a, is he a, is he a brother man? He is. Okay. Okay. So Robert Thomas owns District Market okay. um, Green Grocer. Okay? okay. He, during COVID, he had a nightclub. The mm-hmm. nightclub, of course, got shut down because you couldn't go out. Right. Exactly. So he comes up. He's like, I got to do something. Like, I can't just have this space sitting here. He noticed that Everything was closed, but you could go to the grocery store. So he was like, you know what? I'm about to turn this club into a grocery store. Stop playing. He turned his club into a grocery store. It took some months, you know, everything to be transferred. Right. It got him on the Ellen show. So he was on Ellen last month Mm -hmm. um, because of what he did. Mm-hmm. And so his goal now is to tackle food deserts within the Houston area and open these district grocery stores, the markets. Mm-hmm. Um, not all plant-based, not all vegan food is 
you know, there's meat in there, there's, yeah. you know, yeah. all kind of stuff, but I still feel like, cause it's independent vendors that are in there too. Oh, so, you know, there's somebody that's selling sea moss in there. There's some people that are selling um, lotions and soaps um, that set up in there to sell their stuff. And then with regular groceries, um, mostly produce from what I saw. I haven't been there yet, but I am going to go. Yes. But just in thinking, I'm like, I feel like that would be a cool collaboration. Like you go there to shop and then you go home and cook you know, what you buy from his Yeah, that's no District, it's called District Grocery. District Market. District Market, okay. Yeah. Dif- District Market Green Grocer. Okay. Yeah. You can find it on Instagram. That's how I found him. So I actually found him through another um, page that I was following. Uh-huh. I think it was like maybe black market or one of those like vendors that had like all black people selling stuff uh-huh. and they reposted his logo. And I was like, what the heck is this? What's this? Yeah. So when I looked lo and behold, like is a grocery store and it was like coming soon. Um, I forgot what side of town it's on. Yeah. I'm going to say what side of town is it on. I was I, like, I, I genuinely am interested and would love to check it out. And I'm, yeah. It's, it's so I, I mean, it's, closed this week for some renovations or something but um yeah i was like okay now i gotta go there and introduce myself to him so he can be on my podcast (laughs) that part yeah for sure (laughs) no but i've been wanting to go ever since he opened yeah um so yeah but he was on ellen i was like that's what's up Yo, listen. And like I'm, on his episode, she goes, Thank you for being a part of my final season. I'm like, dang, no one else is about to be on Ellen. No one else. Like after I'm, this year. Yeah. So I wanna cool. I need to get tickets to go to see a show or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably gonna be hard. Hard, super hard, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I I was throwing that out there because I'm like, I could see like something you know with synergy there kind of working together yeah i think it would be cool honestly oh, thank you thank you I'm, I'm gonna do my due diligence and research and reach out to to him you know what i mean that because I, I love the premise of that like yeah clubs, clubs that's so outdated that's so outdated. we got more grocery stores let's feed the people people are hungry people need to eat and not always a restaurant you know what i mean like it's good to have restaurants but not everybody wants to go to a restaurant so instead of turning all these spaces you know in third ward into clubs bars and restaurants Mm -hmm. make a grocery store you know clear some space and do a farmer's market yes Um, love that so yeah okay I just I had to thank you put for that. that out there because when <laughs> you started talking about collabs, I was like, yeah, that I was see cool. it. Like, I could vision it. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So to wrap it up, you are going to be the first person that gets asked these questions. This is going to be like a new little piece of the podcast. So I we love are, it. We are called the color of influence. So I would like to know. How do you feel you influence other people? Oh, that's a great one. Um, I think that I influence other people um, just through through my personality, 
um, I'm a believer. I, I believe in, in, in God and in Jesus. Um, and I believe that like he is the light and I can have that light within me and I give it to other people. So something I'm really big on is, you know, and I fall short daily, but for the most part, I am really big on showing people um, dignity, honor, and grace, even on social media. So I do that in my everyday life, but also on social media. So I think I influence people by actually somebody sends me a message and I actually like respond, right? They're like, yo, this dude, he ain't no Hollywood. I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm regularly doing just like y'all. Yeah. Um, so I do it through that. Um, I threw it. I do that also through making sure um, people are put onto different things. Like people, you, there are a lot of people that don't know. And I think we talked about a little bit earlier. Some people don't know that, hey, there are other ways. If you don't do soy, you can use chickpeas or you can use um, pumpu, which I absolutely love. Right. So just what you what's in your world, what's your lifestyle, what you know, just enlightening somebody else. That's how you influence some um, yeah. someone other. And that's how I do it. And last but not least, I influence other people by just being an unapolog unapologetic. I'm not going to try to say that three times fast. <laughs> being an unapologetic uh, young man that um, is just operating in purpose, operating in gift, operating in service, operating in, in just enlightenment. Right? That, I think that's how I influence people, just operating in that purpose and, and being the light of Christ and, and also just providing value in, in my posts, in my stories. Um, and if someone asks me a question like, hey, bro, yeah, go to um, District Market. It's in the third ward and they have X, Y, and Z. You can check it out. Or they have this at Trader Joe's. And you don't have to spend a lot of money at, at Whole Foods. So just doing that with individuals, that's yeah. how you influence. Because somebody, word of mouth is, always, is still to this day the best um, the best marketing tool. Yeah. So if someone likes, no likes and trust you, they're going to tell someone else. And um, that is how I influence people. Absolutely. I agree. So next question, mm -hmm. who has influenced you along this plant-based journey, along your social media um, journey, or just in life in general? Do you want one person or, or three different people? Um, I say you do what you feel. Okay. G give these people their flowers, whether they are here or not. Ooh, okay. Mm, um, life, I think my grandfather, um, I'm very proud to say that the men in my family actually know how to cook. And my grandfather, who was the patriarch of our family before he passed last year, um, he, like, I grew up seeing a black man in the kitchen cooking. It wasn't no like, oh, that's a woman's job. Like, no, nah, like my granddaddy was the cook of the family. Like people came to my home to, my, to taste my granddaddy's food yeah. or whatnot. So definitely like that was a, a good life influence. Um, in the social media world, it's a bunch of people. Um, you know, I mean, I'm just thinking about when I first started out, like my, my friend, um, Veggie Peggy, um, my, my, my big bro, um, Turnip Vegan, Bam's Vegan. You know, these are people that I've been following for such a long time and just mm -hmm. brown vegan. I think brown vegan, super dope. What up, Monique? Um, mm -hmm. She was one of the first people in like the plant-based world to interview me. She's like, yo, I'm going to interview this dude. I had like a couple thousand followers, but my episode was still dope. I was still me. I was still, like, I didn't change. I haven't changed, yeah. right? So 500 followers, 5,000 followers or 50,000, like I'm not changing. And it was through that, I think that opened up so many doors 
Um, so she's someone definitely on social media that helped me on that journey. Um, and that definitely has inspired me. And then in the plant-based world, I was like kind of a two for one. Yeah, yeah, those are the people. Those okay. are definitely people that have inspired me um, along the, my, my journey, whether it's in life or social media or just the plant-based world. Yeah. <clears throat> Good list of people. I do know lots of them. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think that um, Bam has been like... Oh my gosh, Bam is like... Bam is, that's my guy. Like, he is like good, good people. Like, really. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to go to um, his restaurant in Dallas. Yeah. So uh, I need to, I need to definitely hit that up. Yeah. Cause when he cooks food, like some of it, I don't even eat some of that stuff, but I'm like, I would probably just be like, I'm going to hey, like, So be it. Yeah. Yeah. It just, always, <laughs> it always looks so good. It does. And I'm just like, yeah, I would totally eat that. Yeah. <laughs> so do you see yourself like maybe getting into that space of like catering or meal planning or owning a restaurant, a juice um, bar? Um, never say never. Never say that. at this time I'm like, oh, I'm like the overhead. I was like, I don't want to be the one to cook it, to cook. Um, because I did meal prep in 2019. So mm-hmm. it was 2019. Um, and it was cool, but you know, shortly thereafter, I was like, uh, I'd rather have somebody cook or whatnot, or I cook for like um, an event, but not necessarily like for people weekly. Um, and at the restaurant space, I'd rather be a, resta- a restaurateur, uh, a vegan <laughs> a, a vegan restaurateur where, you know, hey, we got the first Michelin star vegan restaurant and it's in, you know, Rome, Italy. Like, yo, we want the plant-based brother to come. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like that's what, I, that's what vibe I'm on. But as far as I like, have my own as of right now, I don't see it, but you have plans and God may have other plans, but yeah. as of, as of right now, um, that's, that, that's the, the vein I want to be in. Just being going all across the world and trying some amazing, dope, healthy and delicious and flavorful plant-based vegan food. I can dig it. I definitely see you doing that. Thank um, you. Thank you. Just because like, you know, I feel like you, when you talk about food, it's very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I tell people all the time, <clears throat> Vegans are some of the biggest liars <laughs> I've ever met. And let me what tell you why I say that. Why. Oh. <laughs> I have been suckered into cooking so many things and having the person say, this tastes just like whatever, whatever, whatever. Don't lie. It does not. Right. It, it, and, and that's cool it, if it does not. Exactly. Right. But don't say it. Like when you've had something, don't tell me this tastes like chicken. Mm-hmm. It's good, but it doesn't taste like chicken. It's like chicken, right? Yeah. Like, this is good, but it doesn't taste like pulled pork. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been vegan my whole life. So, right. this that's jackfruit right. don't taste like It's good, pork. but yeah, that's so yeah. funny. So, I always say, like, whenever I tell people something, they'll, they'll be like, well, what does it taste like? Does it taste like chicken? No, it tastes like a fried mushroom, but it's good. Like, yeah. I'm not going to tell that, you. And that's okay to say. That is okay to say. Yeah, exactly. So I tell people all the time because I make stuff under the impression that this Brazil nut mixture is about to taste like mozzarella cheese. Cheese, exactly. And it's not nasty, but it's not mozzarella cheese, cheese. or it's not ricotta cheese, or it's not, it's not. It's good, though. 
It is. It is. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that <laughs> people say it tastes like something. I'm like, just yeah. say it's good. Like, it's good, right. try it. Like, don't give people that impression because I feel like it turns people off. Mm, say that, that something tastes like something and then I eat it and I'm like, this doesn't taste anything yeah. like that. Like, That's this is funny. nasty. You know what I mean? Like, there are mm-hmm. certain things that will taste like or have the same texture as other foods, but that doesn't mean that you need to make the comparison because right. I feel like when people are not vegan and they eat it and they have this thought in their mind of yes. what yes. it's supposed to taste like, yes. instead of you saying, don't think about pulled pork, think about the fact that this is just as good. Way, and, way more healthier. Yeah, That's and it's grammar, not but- pork. Uh-huh. But if you get that similar feel, yes. yes. But don't tell somebody that it tastes like that, and then they eat it, and they're like, "I'm not eating vegan." See, this is why I can't be vegan. Wow, it's all who with y'all people, exactly. Exactly, and I hear that a lot, and I feel like when you talk about stuff, you never com- make the comparison. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, thank you for noticing that. I don't feel like I do that either. I, that's no. like, because it's just like, no, nah, I had chicken last time I had chicken was like in 2000. I don't even remember. I remember certain things, but yeah, it, it's been a long time. So I ain't going like, no, this is amazing cauliflower. This yeah. is amazing oyster mushroom. So yeah. Right. And that's what I mean. Like, and I think that when, if people start using that language, yes, like this is way better than having a Buffalo wing or this is way better. Way than better. And so much healthier. You know what I mean? As well. Yeah. I think that people would, not be so like down on vegan food and i also think like with um you know places like the slutty vegan and places that have stuff that does have a similar taste it's very processed but that's not that's a whole nother conversation um but they think that and they're like well when i go there that tastes like a burger So, you know, why is it that when I go over here and I go to eat this, you know, Mm -hmm. this burger that has nothing but plants, literally, doesn't have the form of, you know, a patty. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is a vegan burger. Oh, no, I don't want that. Right. You know what I mean? So it is so hard to get people to convert with all these different messages of what vegan food is. Yes. Um, So I appreciate the fact that, you know, you just keep it real. It's like, no, this is not chicken. This is better for you. It's healthier. You know, you have the same texture. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it's, you know, this Mm -hmm. is a mushroom. Look at this. You pull it apart. (laughs) It might look like chicken, but it's a mushroom. It's a mushroom. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, you know, I say that to people all the time when they're like, well, what does it taste like? It just tastes good. Just eat it. Just eat it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely appreciate it, Um, you know, because I feel like it's more relatable. Yes. You know, when people are honest. <laughs> that part. Yeah. Because I tell people all, I'm telling you, that's the first thing. I'm like, vegans are the biggest liars because that's they right. say everything tastes like something and it does not. It doesn't. Um, it's like, it's so good. And it's like, mm, that wasn't really yeah. that good. Yeah. Because I've had stuff where I'm like, mm, 
Like, how are y'all selling this? I make it make yeah, sense. Yeah, I wouldn't con- call this what you're saying it is. It's good, but I wouldn't make that comparison. Right. So, anyway, off my soapbox. <laughs> this has been such a great conversation. I know, so much fun. Thank um, you so much for having me. All jokes aside, like, let's not just leave this here. Let's continue to connect. Yes. Um, you know, offline. And I feel like I was exposed to so much when you know the couple of weeks that we got to hang out yeah. um but yeah like i think um what you're doing is great and Thank it you. is nice to see a different perspective to see someone of color in that space and navigating it so greatly um it's been a pleasure well thank you the pleasure has been mine y'all Y'all listen, the color of influence. I mean, I'm just honored to be a guest. And I'm sure in a couple of years, number one podcast on, on, on Apple Music, on, on iTunes, on, on Spotify, on Anchor, on all of them. Just you heard it here first. Just saying. Hey, I'm claiming as well. Yeah. All right. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out this evening to have this conversation. Anytime you have something where you want to come back or I might suggest somebody for you to interview. Absolutely. And I will be just as happy to do that. So if you have somebody where you're just like, I think your story is great and dope. You really need to go on this podcast. Hit up Aisha at The Color Influence. I'll be ready. For sure. For sure. Thank you so much, Aisha. This was fun. All right. All right. Bye. Bye And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know that you were just as inspired as I was after listening to that conversation. And to let us know how we're doing, don't forget to leave us a review, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on all social media platforms from YouTube to Facebook at The Color of Influence and on Instagram, the underscore color underscore of underscore influence. You can check out all of our episodes and additional content on our website, thecolorofinfluence.com. And that's an N only for influence. And don't forget to share the podcast with someone you know and have them share the podcast with someone they know. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace out.